Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. Hi there, it's Colin here, and welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. Today, I have been chatting with James McPherson. James is a young, upcoming health and safety professional um, based in the UK. Um, he's also got a podcast called Rebranding Safety. Um, he's, uh, he's just successfully um, passed uh, uh, his diploma, um, and, um, and he's got a really bright future ahead of him. Um, we just have a, a great chat. It's lovely to just sit and chat to a fellow professional. And we didn't get, we didn't get bogged down in, in lots and lots of uh, technical health and safety stuff. You know, it really was just a chat talking about podcasting, how we can uh, uh, help influence uh, other health and safety professionals. You know, the things that we can do to give a little bit back to the, uh, to the, to the, the industry, uh, to industry in general. Um, and, um, you know, I wish I wish I'd started doing what he's doing now when I was his age. Um, but I love what I'm doing, so it's uh, you know it is great. Anyway, I'm going to uh, just get straight into the uh, into the podcast episode, and I hope you enjoy it. We're Sorry. we're recording now, uh, but, but yeah, that that I I quite like the like once every month or or something like that is something a little bit different and that mm-hmm. what i would like this panel thing that we're doing with with um not colin your colin with david and christian and jd would would be if if I, I, at the moment we're just doing it to kind of talk about coronavirus etc and that's all that's mm-hmm. all we're doing um yeah. and and once a week at the moment but if it if it's popular if the if the lads like it as well i'm up for like doing it once a month or something like that be nice mm-hmm. to get some like a different format mm-hmm. uh but i do quite like um being the host it's a bit strange uh, mm-hmm. but i do i do quite like the hosting side of it i um interviewed a couple of people at the congress in february and i just, i'd really enjoyed it i used yeah. to want to be a journalist when i was a kid so right. i think okay. that might be part of why i enjoyed it but mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, i do i do like it my i did have a big concern about it when um when we first kind of thought about doing it and doing it about coronavirus because I was quite clear when this all started on LinkedIn that rebranded safety won't, won't be doing any videos or anything about like coronavirus or anything because you know it's you know what it's like Colin there's so many people that add their opinions and they make out that they're the the kind of um they're the subject matter experts when actually they're not they're just a, mm-hmm. they're just a well whatever they are don't really matter i didn't want to be another youtuber that kind of not that i like to call myself that but you know another youtuber that that adds another opinion of how to do it and i just confuses the already um confusing and and misinformation kind of collection if that makes sense and i just thought mm-hmm. let's just keep it to the government so i was very nervous around that and that's why the, the intro as much as the audio is terrible because i forgot to put my plug my mic into the camera which is slightly annoying but <laughs> that aside um that's why in the intro like i'm, I'm quite clear and uh, you know these are just opinions either just four blokes um, sitting on a call talking about coronavirus. That's, that's all we're doing is is we're, we're interpreting our information that we've received into how we change, mitigate, manage the risk, our lives, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that's business, whether that's our personal lives, um, and kind of do it like that. Um, because I was really concerned that that we're not 
you know, virus experts or uh, anthropologists. No, is it anthropologists? No, epidemiologists. Epidemiologists, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah epidemiologists or, or anything like that. You know, we're no geniuses. Um, well, we might be in their very fields, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So okay. it was was interesting, and I liked the format, but I was I was nervous about that that kind of um, mm-hmm. misinformation or somebody saying actually the virus uh, is a four two nine six formation of the periodic table, and I'm just like I am not a scientist, I have no idea what you're on about. Do you know what I mean? I really didn't want that. No, no, I, I, I think it's just lovely idea, mate. I think you know you're gonna get you're gonna get some of the best content just just sitting around just chatting just chatting and chewing chewing the cut as they say and you know just people just ch- chucking things back as a forwards and right. you know and i think that's you know that's you know it's, it's it's very easy to to fall into this uh you know this having to give accurate and up-to-date information where in actual fact you know i mean to be honest our, our lives are, are pretty much full of opinion now anyway that so you know so just move that way i, I was reading this thing the other day though it's, it's, isn't it how interesting how how celebrity, how, how unimportant celebrity is now, <laughs> you know, it, you know, it used to be, everybody used to be wondering what the Kardashians were doing and all that. And you just don't hear any of that at the moment. You know, it's just, it's just a total, a total sort of wipeout of that, that kind of, that kind of noise. And it know? seems as well that like the, cele- I think you're right. And I think it seems as well that like celebrity endorsement doesn't now just work for, um, for, for, for like, advertising it's it's around facts as well so you get like boris johnson to be like i've just spoke to this absolute genius scientist who tells us that this is how we need to manage manage like safety and uh, manage the virus and unless jamie land from chelsea made in chelsea says the exact same thing or endorses it on instagram then people won't believe it it's mm. really interesting like how mm. we we need and and I don't, I don't I don't say that in a negative way that like they shouldn't endorse what the government are saying. I think they should in times like these. I think it's 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 it's, uh, it's nice to see all these celebrities kind of coming on, making songs, doing whatever to show that they can they can do it. But then in some ways, you have to be very careful that it's not misleading as well. And again, that comes back to my concern around the panel and the podcast mm. um, and why I said we're not going to do anything. Um, because you've got some people that are on Instagram or have been on Instagram for the last month saying that they're in quarantine and isolation. And I'm like, what are you on about? Mm-hmm. My business is, is business as usual up until, you know, a week ago when we were locked down. Mm-hmm. But yet some celebrities are like, well, oh, day one of quarantine. It's like quarantine because you've got the symptoms or, or, or what? Because what? Yeah. Yeah, it's very difficult. There's a, there's a lack of context maybe i don't know but you're right there does seem to be like this this opinion that that, that not is it opinion this kind of feeling that the celebrity's opinion seems to hold much more weight which is interesting mm-hmm. so how long have you how long have you been doing your podcast then uh we were a year like december just gone first year right. december just gone yeah yeah what about yourself uh june last year we started oh, so okay. yeah so yeah I yeah. think Richard started about a few months before me. So I think it went Richard, uh, me, you. But then you've got like people like Sonny Gopal. I don't know if you ever listened to his podcast, but he, I don't think he does it anymore. He just does blogs and articles and stuff. But mm-hmm. his podcast was, I think he was like two years in when I started. Uh, right, okay. So I, I messaged him the other day and I was, I was calling him like the original gangster of uh, the UK podcasts mm-hmm. uh, for health and safety. But yeah. 
Why did he? Why did he stop then? Do you know? Did, I don't know. Was, I said to the other medium. I, I I don't know if I'm honest. I haven't had that chat with him, but I did mm-hmm. say to him it'd be nice to get him on on rebranding safety and just have a chat. And he said he'd be honoured to come on. And I said I'd be honoured to have you. Do you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to have that chat with him when he comes on and just say, you know, what, what, what happened? Why did you stop? Cause it's interesting because if you look back on like in, in some of the archive stuff for the HSE, the HSE actually used to have a podcast as well. Um, yeah. But like, I think it was like five or six, seven years ago when podcasts weren't fashionable. And, mm-hmm. um, and when I was at the con- Congress in February, we were lucky enough to have, the IRSM British Safety Council and a representative from HSE on this panel. And the room, the, the delegates were given a lot of room to ask questions. And um, there were some questions around like what kind of media outlets are using. And the answers were a bit, bit crap, if I'm honest. Um, mm. Like they were, they felt like they were a bit dated. And somebody came over to me and said, you know, they're not talking on the platforms that people are on, like what you and Colin and Richard and other people in America are doing. Um, and that's where it's funny you said it because the HSE actually used to have a podcast, but they weren't mm. fashionable about them. So they had the right idea, but at the wrong time. Wrong time, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so actually, they, they, yes, they stopped because they weren't getting enough uh, engagement. That's fine. Um, but start again. Like, start mm. now. Like, mm. everyone's doing it now. Uh, you can start anytime, can't you? And, and, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's just such a. I don't know. I just find it just such a a release, almost. You know, I mean, you know, it just gives you a great opportunity to just to just you know put your opinion out there, but but also to to actually listen to some really great content. You know, I mean, some of the some of the guests you know that I get on and the people that you get on, it's just really nice to hear people's opinions and views mm. and you know where they're looking to take stuff. And it's just it's made me you know the last the last seven seven or well, nine months now, and it? it's made me a better person by doing oh. this. Yeah, I agree, mate. My my growth as a profession, but also as a person, has just mm. it just rocketed through the roof. Um, mm. Just from doing this and talking to people that I thought would never entertain the idea of coming and talking to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and just to just to talk to those people to, and then when you kind of meet, it's funny. I don't know if you get this, but like again, when I went to the congress, a lot of people we've interviewed on the podcast were at this, this congress in February, and and I've never met them, but yet felt like I really knew them. So yeah. like I'm talking to Jason Anker, like he's my best mate, and I've had like 600 mm-hmm. pints for him down the pub, but but actually it's not the case. I've never actually met him. So I walk over to him, I'm like Jason, how you doing? Blah blah blah, and then I'm like, oh, hang on a minute, we've actually never met. We've only spoke <laughs> digitally. So mm-hmm. you're right, though. It does it, it change my life. Sometimes, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes when, when I fall behind and, and life kind of gets, gets uh, you know, busy or gets you down or whatever, I always think, oh, I haven't got time to do the podcast. And, you know, but then the second I do it and I turn the mic on, if it's an episode of just me just talking, it's really cathartic definitely yeah. like really therapeutic just like that and that's why sometimes i just say to people like if you're gonna if you're gonna send a podcast episode over to your marketing department or comms department to see if they approve it for them to come on my podcast i say never send them one where it's just me get one with a guest on because they're so much more professional if it's just me god no i've, <laughs> I've sat and drank a glass of rum and lemonade whilst was recording a podcast before like <laughs> <laughs> it's just so therapeutic off one sometimes. So sometimes I just will read an article 
and it really pees me off. So I just go upstairs and turn the mic on and just talk about it. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. But you know, it's, it, well, you know, it's interesting you say about Jason. Now, I mean, um, you know, you know, it's funny. You know, there's a bit of a there's a bit of circuit of guests that we've got between the three of us and <laughs> they're going mm. around. But um, I had a, I had an amazing day. It was September. It was the 30th of September last year, and um, um, I'm a big I'm a big Leicester Tigers uh, um, uh, rugby fan. And so uh, I'm just going to end. The, I'm just going to end the call now. As a, oh, you're a Saints fan, mate. As a you're Saints like, fan, that's just oh, disgusting <laughs> to hear that. Yeah, so I, I did talk about rugby there, mate. Sorry, I, I, um, you know, the, the, your Saints. Well, they, they is that the football team? Is it? I tend to Nick. Do you think you're funny or something, do you? <laughs> yeah. uh, where, no, where, where are Tigers currently in the in the table? We're not, we're not bottom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, luckily, <laughs> we should have been last year. Yeah, so if we hadn't have beaten Newcastle towards the end, I think we would have got relegated. But uh, no, and if Saris hadn't had their scandal this year, you'd have definitely I, been relegated. I think so. I mean, they're, they're starting to they start. They were starting to put a few results together. I was meant to have gone um, on Friday night. We were playing Bath. That would have been a that would have been a good uh, that would have been a good game. But. Mm. Uh, Obviously, it's all uh, it's all called off. But, um, do, you, do you miss it watching it yeah, at the yeah. moment? I'm really struggling. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, that's uh, you know, it's, it's a big part, you know. But I had um, on that in September, I, I got to interview uh, Rory Underwood, and oh, uh, nice. oh mate, it was just lovely. So what I did is I, I do you know do you know Stanford? Do you know Stanford at all? A little bit, not much. Uh, there's a be- there's a beautiful hotel in Stanford called the George. Okay. Um, so I, um, I, I basically hired a room there, and uh, the idea was um, was Rory was going to come down, and then Jason Anchor was joining us for lunch, and then the three of us were going to have a bit of lunch together, and then I was going to interview Jason after. Unfortunately, Rory had to uh, had to disappear off, but still met Jason for a bit of lunch, and then he and then did an interview in the afternoon. So it was a really, it was just a really quality day. Oh, you know, what to, a day! You know, to <laughs> a meet. day of legends. Yeah, no, I mean. It was. I mean, it was absolutely wonderful. And, and Rory had some really, really great stuff talking about focus and uh, awareness. You know, and about you know, he talked about when he when he flies fighter jets, how you've got to be you've got to be really focused on what's going on inside the the um, cockpit, but also really aware of what's mm-hmm. going on outside when you're flying at 500 mile an hour, at 50 feet or whatever. You know, but yeah, so it was really, really interesting. And then Jason. Jason just came and, and just told his. Well, he didn't really tell his story. It was he was sort of um, was because he's told his story a lot over the years, and he sort of started to to talk about the bounce and move, moving on, and you know, and uh, you know, my dogs are. Uh, we got so we got a Westie and a Jack Russell, so they're uh, oh okay, they're quite a feisty little piece. But uh, yeah, so it was a really great day, mate. No, what day? We're um. I was just talking to the moment, uh, but when, we've been talking to him for a while, but Will Fraser used to play for Saracens. Right, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he, he runs a business now called um, The Saracens Way, uh, right. about culture and, and kind of, you know, you know how like, forgetting for a second the, the kind of salary scandal and all that, but you know, Saris always just seemed to have this kind of s- solid kind of nucleus of, of players and like, you can't, deny and everyone's going to say well it's because they were paying him so much but pay is not everything and I, I kind of attest for that 100% salary is not everything and that how they have won so much trophies so much silverware and just like the the talent they come, they're creating in that team and how they keep it and how they make it work 
And I've, I've said for so long, like every interview I've watched about somebody from Saracens or whatever, they all just rave about how amazing it is to be part of this, the wolf pack and, and Saris, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I seen um, I wanted somebody I, I can't remember who it was went to one of Will Fraser's sessions and shared it on LinkedIn. So I said, I'm, I just thought, you know what, I'm messaging him. So I sent him a message, and the first first line was, "Hi, Will, and um, thanks for connecting. I'd like to be upfront and say, as a Saints fan, what I write now really pains me to say this, yeah. but I would love to have you on my podcast." <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, he's never going to message me back. And he messaged me back and he said, as a huge Saris fan, I completely understand how painful that was for you and really appreciate it. So now like next month, he's going to come on a podcast and talk about loads of stuff. Um, if we can fit it in, like, I just, I really can't wait to talk to him. But I mean, talk about that Saracens way as well and all that. And, but I really want to talk to him about like player safety. And he's, mm-hmm. when we had a brief chat, like a prep, I call it a prep call. We just had a brief chat about it. And, um, and and I was saying, would you be up for talking about player safety? And he was like, would I? It's gone mad. I definitely want to talk to her about it. And I was like, do you know what? That'd be really interesting to us, like from a safety professional and a rugby player talking about player safety. So I can't wait mm. for that as well. Mm. But there's a lot of rugby players coming into the culture and, and uh, leadership game now. There was about four at the um, Congress I went to in February at uh, Leon... Uh, what was it? Lloyd Leon? Leon Lloyd? Mm-hmm. Ex-Tigers winger, is he? Okay, I don't recognise that name. So I should, oh, I'm probably being really embarrassed myself here. But, uh, yeah, I can't remember. It was a while ago. Uh, yeah. He was in, he was playing probably back in um, Clive Woodward's day, like that kind okay. of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he was there. And a couple of, um, Mark something. And I, he was on the live video. And it, embarrassingly, um, as a Saints fan, I didn't, I recognised him, but I couldn't, I just, I didn't register who he was. I was come back and I was editing the video. And I was like, I know this guy. So I took a photo of it and sent it to my mate, who's a huge, like, lived and breathed rugby fan, like, for, and he's yeah. older than me, etc. And I, he'll, I said, he'll know who it is. And I said, I'm sure this is a rugby fan. No, don't know who it is. So I Googled him. I got his name out of the uh, like agenda and that. And I Googled yeah. him. He was an ex-Saints player. And I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's really embarrassing. <laughs> and, and now I forgot his name already, but I might drop him a message and say, do you want to come on the podcast as well? I thought you'd be getting this uh, this MasterChef on me. What, you say again? The guy who's, who's, who's in the MasterChef at the moment. He's a, he's a Saints fan. He's a Saints player. I don't watch MasterChef. Who's on? Who's on the MasterChef? I don't, I don't know what his name is. He's a, he's a, he's he's a bit of a, a heartthrob. So everyone says, you know what I mean. It's all the, uh, all the it's not it's not Ben yeah. Foden, is it? No, I don't think so. I'm not he, sure he's on it. He's on everything. He is. He's, 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 he's quite. He's quite a talented. Quite a talented chef by the looks of things. And oh, really? uh, yeah. So yeah. So he's. Um, I'm going to Google it. See who. It is. Yeah. Check that one. Check that one out. MasterChef Northampton Saints. Yeah. How long have you been a Tigers fan then? Um, we've been uh, we've been going for about um, probably about about four or five years, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, so not um, you know, but I'm from I'm from Essex originally, so uh, okay. I was born down I was born down in uh, down in Southend, so uh, sort of grew up there and then moved up to Yorkshire when I was at uni. So um, but but we sort of came back to here. A friend of mine's um. He, he works in the police in Leicester, and he's a big um, mm-hmm. he's a big uh, Tigers fan, mm-hmm. and uh, so we sort of we go and sort of catch up, sit near him in the uh, in the old Crombie stand, and yeah, that's uh, it's, it's great. You know, it's just nice 
when it's uh, when it happens. So, but it's not nice because I mean I think you know when you when you go and see your your team concede fifty points against Exeter, um, it's a it's a it's a pretty tough day. Yeah, <laughs> so, we've had a, we've had a few of those. Mate, so. Saints have been there. Don't worry. Like yeah. Tigers have been there as well, and they always bounce back. You know, yeah. if I'm ever going to rely on rely on any team to bounce back, you know, straight away, it would be Tigers. I don't know how yeah. they do it. But. Yeah, there's a lot of good. I mean, there's a lot of good players there. So I think it's um, and my, our niece, um, uh, she's uh, she's actually going out with one of the up and coming guy called Harry Simmons, and uh, he's a really, he's a really lovely guy. And uh, he's you know he, he just works really you know they all work really hard, you know. And it must be really tough for them isolating at the moment. You know, people mm. people who are professional sportsmen, you know, who have got these routines that they have to they have to stick to. You know, this this is going to be really really tough. Uh, you know, sort of maintaining maintaining that, that fitness, maintaining that sharpness. Mm. I think you know if the uh, if the Premier League does uh, does get back up and running again from football perspective, mm. I think there's going to be some really rubbish football played in those last few mm. games. Because <laughs> they're just not going to be uh, you know not going to be match fit. A lot of uh, you know a lot of people going off with cramp and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, Definitely. Do you say Harry Simmons? Did you say? Yeah. yeah. Harry Simmons plays for currently who? I know Harry Simmons. Oh, he plays for the Tigers. Oh, I don't know yeah. that one. Uh, I was yeah, going to say that, that's weird. A good friend of mine's son is called Harry Simmons. He would be. Was oh. he not from Norwich area? Uh, no, he's from Ketron area. All oh, right, no, that's uh, He's. A, uh, I, I, I would say he's an up and coming rugby player. He plays for like Leeds, Leeds Carnegie at the moment. I think. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Harry. I mean, Harry's based first team for Leicester now. Oh, oh okay. You, you know, he sort of comes on. He comes on for the last uh, sort of fifteen minutes. He's number nine. So he's you know he's a you know he's a he's a you know he's a good good talent for the future. I'm going to say that'd be weird if it was if it was my mate Harold's son. Right. Be, yeah, that that's good. a small world, isn't it? But anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's stop yeah. talking about rugby. Or else we'll be here all day. Yeah. So have you found? I don't know. Like going back to talking about Guess and, and Jason as well. Like one of the things that I, I found really um, it's interesting. Like. I think I'll be careful. I don't want to mention too many names, but like when with Jason Anker, when I had him on, it it was so relaxing. Like he, it makes I don't know about you, but when when the guest is just that kind of maybe it's because he's an experienced speaker. I don't know, but we get some guests that are like proper relaxed and just chill out and just comfortable in their own skin talking. They know what they know and and mm-hmm. they're just comfortable talking about it. It just becomes like a beautiful conversation. I don't know whether you know, like, <laughs> I don't know whether you, you, you feel the same, but like sometimes when you have a guest, and I've got one in particular, um, I'm not going to mention his name, but when he was probably one of the biggest people we had on, and I was like, wow, and it was just rigid and structured, and it was just, for me, it was horrible, and mm. it didn't relax. And whereas with Jason, well, when we had Jay, I don't know about how you do yours, but with mine, I kind of have a prep call and then we just kind of put together a loose guide. I call it a content guide, right? And basically it's got like five or six questions on it that I always say to everyone when they're coming on, I said, we may or may not use those. Mm-hmm. But they're there for me if, if I need to come back to them. With Jason, yep. they were all around working at height, his accident, etc. And it was quite clear on that early on in the call. Jason wanted to talk about like well-being, like you were saying, and he bounced back and all that. Yeah. And it was such a good conversation. I didn't even look at the content guide. Like, so it's normally here on a screen to my left. And, and we didn't even talk about it. We just kind of let this conversation just go. And it was just, I felt like I was in a pub with him having a pint. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, do you experience that with your guests? Like, 
different types of people or are you all quite comfortable with them all or maybe i'm just no, lucky no, 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 I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, people, people are people, aren't they? And they, 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 they react in, in different ways. And some, you know, some of the guests I've had on have, have wanted, you know, sort of answers or questions that have been scripted. And these are the things that they want to talk about. And, and other people, it's been very much, look, let's, let's pick, let's pick two or three or four broad headlines and let's just, let's just go with it. Mm. Let's just see where it, let's see where it goes. And, um, and I, I, I prefer, I prefer that. You know, um, I do, yeah. you, know, you know, if the person's interesting, you're not going to run out of things to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, uh, it just, it just, just keeps, just keeps going, doesn't it? it just keeps flowing. And I, so, and I like that. So what made you start yours? Curiously, how, how, how do you come about doing the interest of safety podcast? Okay. So, so, um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to put something together that was going to give uh, some stuff back to, to, to my clients or to, to my to my, the people that uh, that hopefully are going to be are going to be listening, you know, it really was, it really was, uh, you know, the aim was to to give something back. Um, I wanted to I wanted to improve as an individual, and I've I've been listening to um I've been listening to a podcast by a guy called Rob Moore that does um the disruptive entrepreneur, and yeah. um and and he uh, he actually ran a um he ran a, a session a two day a two day sort of uh, um, session on on getting your head around you know what podcasting was about and and so I went I went on it I went on it and uh, I was in a bit of a room full of other people that were, were looking to to uh, to do podcasts and, and most of the people in the room were were looking to talk about things like um you know houses and finance and business mm-hmm. coach and, and all that all that kind of stuff and uh, and when I said you know I hadn't thought of a name of it at the time and when I sort of sort of said you know I'm going to do one about health and safety you know, I think somebody might have the back of our show. Well, that's interesting. And I said, well, that's what, <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. That's what we want to try and do with it. And, uh, you know, and sort of make it, uh, make it, make it interesting. So that's where, that's where the name came from. So, oh, okay. uh, so, I, like I, don't, so I don't know where I, I don't know whether it's true. I don't know whether it is interesting. You know, I, I've got my, <laughs> we've all got, we've all got our, our own stuff. We've all got our own styles. Haven't we? And I think yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I find about yours, Colin, is your voice is so calming and relaxing. Like <laughs> the intros and that, like when, and like, cause obviously like, mostly interviews, but like the intros you do, which are kind of just, you, I don't know whether you've got like a really good mic and your voice as well. And I, I'm just saying, I'm like, do you know what you should do? Like, um, you know, like the calm, apps and stuff and uh, you should definitely do them oh it's just i always think like your voice man like i want yeah. you to read me a book when i'm going to sleep <laughs> I've, I've, I've spent too long in massage parlors over the years man. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but no i mean a lot of people have said that and um you know and it's really funny because you know you listen to yourself and i, I always feel that i'm I, I sound quite nasal you know, and that's just how I, it is in my head. Um, but um, but I've had, you know, I've actually picked up a little bit of voiceover work on the, uh, you know, on the back of this. And, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, and only doing, you know, really, it's just been doing some voiceovers for some some videos for some health and safety inductions. Mm. You know, and it's, you know, and it's it's been nice. You know, so, um, you know, uh, and 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 I think that you know the thing is 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 it does it does get it does give opportunity as well. And you know, and let's not and let's not hide away from that fact. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm you know. Yeah. I, you know, I've done a business, so mm-hmm. so I want to. Um, you know, ultimately, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to monetize. But, but the the main driver is to give content. You know, that's the 
that's the main the main thing I want to do. And um, and I think you know a lot of the people that have been listening to to um, you know to the to the episodes that I've done, a lot of people just like the really short ones, the ones that are only sort of you know five ten minutes long. Oh, really? They're just they're just giving a little bit of content um, on a particular topic. You know, we've got some really good feedback on that. But it's so uh, it's interesting. It's, they're all different, aren't they? You know, mm. it's, uh, you know. It is interesting, like some people, sorry, I, I just think that some people have, have, have messaged me saying they love the longer ones. And most of my, like all of my podcasts, I think the shortest we've got is like 20 minutes and that's just me, but nearly all of mine are long form. Um, mm. And I, I just quite personally, I like I like long form. Um, yeah. and, and we keep our short form to the YouTube videos. So I always mm. say like, if, if you want short form, watch our YouTube channel because that's, that's what that's for. But if you don't like that, it's fine. But we, I remember when we were really early on, we had a guy comment on a post I shared, the, an episode of the podcast in... Um, in like a page or a group or whatever on LinkedIn or Facebook. And he commented saying like, why don't you just write this in a blog? And I was like, mm. because I, I'm, I'm pretty much a litter. Like I don't want to write in a blog. I, I can barely spell. Um, and I said like, if you don't, if you don't want to listen to it, just don't listen to it. It's obviously not for you. Um, but it is, it is funny. Like my, so many people message me saying how positive they are. I rarely get anything negative. Um, but, but I still remember that one guy and I still think, do you know what, if I could just kind of audio type what I've got and put it into a blog, I would. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that's an interesting point you make about different forms. For, it's like different strokes for different folks. And it, do you know what I mean? Like some people like short form, some people like long form. I love a good long podcast. Like the longer, the better for me. Like I really right. love to get into it, listen to it. Hour, like I walk the dog twice a day for an hour. So if, yeah. if I, if I can get a two hour podcast, that's fine. One hour in the morning, one hour at night. That's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. You were going to say something. Sorry. No, no, no. It's just, um, you know, I, I suppose I, you know, and you do you you do build your your audience, I suppose, around around what people like, and you know, mm. and um, you know, and, and 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 people, you know, and and the thing is, is you know, it's 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 not really, you know, I don't I don't see any of this as a competition. It's you no, know, you know, you, you provide you provide the, the content and the way that you do it. I do it the way that I do it. Richard does it the way that that he does it in the safety podcast, and um, you know, and I think there's there's there's, there's plenty of space. <laughs> there's plenty of space for all of us, and there's plenty of space for others. You know? <laughs> I think you're right, and I, I've, I've had a few people, and it's an interesting. This is interesting because I I never saw it as a competition, and um, I I've never I've always been very open. Very, I'm, I'm kind of like that anyway, if I'm honest. But always been very open, very relaxed with it. Anyone that listens to my podcast knows it's relaxed. Sometimes a little bit too relaxed, but that aside, we've had a couple of people come on and message me and stuff about you know how how do we how do I start a podcast and well some people are like you fair play to tell me if you want to you don't want to answer and I'm like no I'll answer I'll tell you how I did it and I'm very upfront with how we started was was completely free I didn't spend any money on mine whatsoever our first episode cost me nothing I did it on Anchor.fm downloaded the app plugged in my hands free and recorded it on my phone I've still got it there like I'm proud of that I don't I don't mind like I love that. Um, so, so I, we had um, Stephen Ashby on. I haven't haven't put it out yet. Just recorded it, and he was um, he's like a brand new safety professional. He's been like in construction most of his life, changed his career, and wants to join safety. Um, so we had him on, and he's so honest and upfront about his journey, and it's really interesting. And he said, "I want to start a podcast," and and he was like, "But you know, you, you're you're doing it," and I was like, "Yeah." 
but so is Colin, so is Richard, so is Todd Conklin, so is Jay Allen in, in America, so is the Safety Justice League, or I think that they're, whatever they're called. You know, there's so many people doing it. I don't, and I said, and we're still getting like hundreds of, I've only been going a year and we've got like 200 listeners and we've got like 200 subscribers. Maybe they're the same, I doubt it. But, mm-hmm. you know, so we've got 200 plus people listening to it and there are millions of people in this world and, right. and not all of them like my style and not all of them like Colin's style and not all of them like Richard's style. So there's a lot of people out there waiting for Stephen's style or somebody else's style or whatever. Don't, like, don't get bogged down with it. And at the same time, one of my biggest concerns is that the way if, if, like, if we actually want to stop k- killing people like, and stop hurting people at work, well, we need to give this stuff away for free. Like, in my opinion, that's the only way that people listen is it's for free. Um, and to bring that to the flip part, I'll tell this in a loop when, when let, you know, I wanted to come back to your point where you said that, it, you know, let's not be, let's be frank. We are all trying to make some money. So I'll bring it back to that point in a minute. But like, if we're genuinely passionate about what we do and we want to stop hurting people, then I think like 85% of the British workers last time I looked or something like that is, is self-employed or small, small businesses. So mm-hmm. they're the type of people that every penny counts and it, whatever penny is not spent on the business is spent on family and kids, etc., mm-hmm. and living a life. And everyone should be able to do that. And that's fair enough. So safety is the same as this COVID stuff and all that. It's not in our, it's not in the forefront of our minds. It's, it's just something that will never happen to us. And that's just society. That's how we work. So, I'm not going to pay any money for it until something really hits me. And that is a big cultural problem. I understand that. So mm-hmm. if we're really passionate about what we want to do, you give it away for free. So that's what the HSE do. But yet so many people don't know about the HSE. So for me, the biggest driver, and that's what the YouTube channel is all about, is just short tip trick videos for free and telling honest advice of how you want to do it. Now, how does that become a business? Well, I listen to Gary V quite a lot, Gary Vaynerchuk from America. Mm-hmm. granted is a little bit like marmite some people hate him some people love him i get that i absolutely love the guy and the episode of the podcast his podcast that i listened to which was the day before i started the podcast which made me there was a lot of things that led up to mine but this was the catalyst and he said everyone should be doing i think it was like 100 pieces of content a day and i was mm-hmm. like get a life mate like i'm not doing that like and he was like everyone should have a podcast everyone should have this everyone and i was just like oh, podcast that's interesting and i've been thinking about doing a blog for a long time and he said and his example is one i use all the time and people ask me what whether they should do it or if they've got a business or anything and i say you should have a youtube channel and or a podcast because in that channel, you should be giving away how you do what you do or, and, and tips and tricks, etc., completely for free. Because I might watch a, well, here's a prime example. I watched a video on how to service my road bike, my push bike. Mm-hmm. All right. I did it. The bike is currently worse than what it was than when I started. So I'm still going to take it into the bike shop, but I tried it. What, and I would take it to the, to the shop who made that video if it was local, but it's not, right? So imagine if that was local. I watched that video, how to service your bike. It didn't work because I'm rubbish. I'm going to take it to that shop. So he was set using a car mechanic. If you're a car mechanic, you should have a YouTube channel to say how to fix cars because people are not going to do it anyway. And if they do it, they're going to do a bad job at it and they're going to bring it to you anyway. So there's still a business loop. Mm -hmm. So like I had somebody talk to me where where they were saying that 
I spoke to the chief exec of Nibosh or something. They were like, stop giving all your advice away for free. You know, you need to charge for that. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to take advice from the person of a, of a kind of qualification that's in my opinion, a bit outdated and just had the rug pulled from underneath their feet. But that aside, um, you know, give it away for free because people aren't going to do it anyway. And when they do it, they'll find out that it's a, it's a, probably nine times out of 10, a little bit more complicated than what that video tells you. And they come back for your advice anyway. Now I currently don't have a business. Like what I do is just literally a very strange hobby. And if we can make some money and it leads into a business and obviously I'm very upfront about that. So ultimately that's my aim to do it. Even though this COVID thing has probably scared me a little bit out of wanting to own my own business. But that aside, you know that's the aim and i'm not I'm, i don't hide that you know if we've got two opportunities we're working on at the moment for sponsorship and when they're ready i will put them out because if i can make some money out of this then i will mm-hmm. but it still doesn't take away from the driver that i want to give stuff away for free like the, the audience is not paying for this like they're, they're getting this stuff for free they're listening to people like jason anchor and all the other guests that they probably never heard of um for free because i'm passionate about making sure we never have another Jason Anchor. I'm passionate about my kid that's currently being grown, right? Mm-hmm. Goes to work and I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Because when, when my wife goes to work, I'll worry about it. And I don't want that with my kids. No, that's right. And I think, you know, there's, you know, there's, I think there's, you know, it's, it's, it's important to give stuff away. I, re- I really, really believe that. But also if there's something there that's got a value to it, you, sh- you shouldn't be frightened to, you know, to, to, you know, to, 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 to put that out as well, you know, that there's, you know, so, you know, so, so, you know, what we're, you know, what we're doing is, is, you know, we, is, is we are, I suppose we're building, we're trying to build a bit of a following, which we're building up something that, that people want to, you know, want to participate in, people want to be part of what I'm, you know, what I like is I'm, I'm getting messages through from, from people that are just coming into the, into the health and safety industry. And they're actually saying, you know thanks you know that's helping me you know it's it's you know and i know recently you know you um you know and well done with your with your your diploma you passed you know you passed that uh you know but but i don't know where i don't know where you turn to for you know for for getting the answers to some of the some of the questions and some of the, the the elements that were that were part of your course but I'd like to think the stuff that we're doing, if it's if it's good enough, then it, it will give people some of those answers. It'll give them ideas. It'll it'll make them change the way that they they do things in the in the workplace. Mm. And if we can achieve that, then then that's absolutely fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I I don't know about you, but I, it was quite a long time ago now when this person messaged me. But this person messaged me and said, um, "I've been listening to your podcast, blah blah blah." I'm, I th- if I remember rightly, they were going for their first safety job as an interview. And they said if it, it was within the NHS. So, and I'd previously worked in the NHS. So message me to like, I've been listening to your podcast, really like your stuff, but also I know you, you worked in the NHS. Any advice on going for a safety job in the NHS? And I said some good, like so what I opinion, uh, consider to be good advice and sent him some advice. And, and that was kind of it. And I said, good luck. But I felt a little bit invested. Like he'd listened to my podcast. He was taking advice from me. I felt a little bit invested. So I, I just remembered his name. I took like a mental note of it. And I messaged him like, a couple of weeks later um said how are you doing he said i oh, interviews not till like next week or whatever so i was like okay and then about a week later he um he messaged me or some sometime later messaged me and was like just wanted to let you know that the interview went amazing um 
I wanted to say thank you. Um, he said, I got offered the job. And then he said, and I wanted to just give you an extra thank you because I listened to your podcast on the way to my interview and it gave me some some like tips and tricks on how to and and I was just like, oh my god! Like I, I, I am quite an emotional person anyway. Like I'm quite an emotional bloke anyway. But mate, I was cut up for like three days solid. I was like bouncing off the walls. I was walking around the house and I was like, I hope that guy get a job. It was the best feeling I've ever had. And for me, yes, I've got to pay the bills. Yes, I've got to pay a mortgage. Yes, I want to pay for me and the wife to go on holiday. And, you know, that's what I've got a day job for, right? And if one day this becomes a business, then obviously that would still apply. Mm -hmm. But how happy that made me feel. And I've never forgot that. And that was about, I'd say about nine months ago when that happened, maybe a bit longer. I'm not sure. It was quite early on. And I was so happy. And you're right, though. We have to acknowledge that, you know, there are services. And I don't know about you, but like sometimes I struggled like to draw the not to draw the line because I'm quite I know what services I would charge for. I'm trying to build like some they call it passive income, but it's not really passive because it's quite hard work, but mm-hmm. some stuff on the side of like keynote speakers I quite like the sound of my own voice that's why I do a podcast so if I can get a couple of keynote jobs we had one last year thoroughly enjoyed it um, yes. charge for a couple of those so I think by the end of this year we'll have our website up and running and we'll offer some services and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with offering some coaching sessions some training sessions but I would be quite clear in the manner in which I would do that I don't no offense to yourself or any other consultants I don't want to go down that tr- classic traditional consultancy route but that's just my opinion mm-hmm. um and 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 kind of offer a service there and that that's interesting um that you say that because i think it's great mate i think it's really good and i think you should you know you know start to formulate it start to get it start to get in your mind now you know about about where you want to take it because if mm-hmm. you you know if you if you end up doing a job that you absolutely love doing then it ain't a job you know, it's uh, you know, and that's you know, and I wish you know, I mean, I'm 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 in my, I'm in my early fifties now, and uh, no, you're you know, not. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but, but I look at you and look at what you're doing. You know, at your age, and it's it's just fa- it's a fantastic opportunity because because it's it's you know you're engaging from such a you're engaging from such a young age, you know, with with people, and it's and it you know just keep it going. I think it's wonderful. I mean, I've, I've come really late to the party here, and. Uh, but, but really early from a health and safety perspective, there aren't many of us doing it. But uh, from my career perspective, I'm quite, uh, I'm quite late, but I love it. And I think, you know, and I've also, you know, I think probably with that, you know, I've, I've, I've got quite a lot to give because, because I've, I've worked in the game for a long time. And, that, you know, and a lot of, you know, I've, I worked in the quarrying industry a lot. And so, and so a lot of my guests are, you know, from the quarrying industry and, um, you know, and, and we, we try and support, you know, the, the, the Institute of Quarrying and the, uh, the, the, the um, Mineral Products Association and things like that. You know, we're trying to British Agriculture Association. We're tr- just continually trying to support those businesses and those 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 trade associations to to improve their their, their members. You know, mm. and that's you know that's that's just something. You know. And I, I tell you, I've um, you know, and this was this came about actually from me interviewing um, uh, Andrew Sharman recently. I've 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 signed up on this IOSH mentoring and mentee, so I'm 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 a mentor and I'm a mentee as well. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, so I'm doing you know. So I don't know. Have you have you looked at that at all? You, I've looked at it. Uh, me and JD have kind of set up an unofficial. I think we'll end up doing it through safety for good. Uh, an right. unofficial kind of reverse mentoring. 
package with he kind of helps me with his experience and I help him with my young person opinions I, I don't really know what I help him with um but but that that kind of way of things um and yeah, I, have, <laughs> I have been um rubbish at that <laughs> no he's not yeah. I have been uh, kind of thinking about I, I've been thinking about getting a full-on mentor for a while because I think like like you were I know you were saying like there that you you come late to the game but like like you quite rightly stated that the industry come late for the game. So, and, and, and to be honest, like, I think if you do, if, if you look at America, like the, some of their podcasts that, that like the Jay Allen, their safety FM show and Todd Conklin, to be fair, his podcast been going since, since, since like two, 2015. So mm-hmm. they've been going for years. Um, yeah. But even if you'd have come early to the game, like, early on in your career podcasts probably weren't that big in the uk back then anyway so i i do think i'm lucky from a timing point of view in once i've got the arrogance slash confidence to kind of do this kind of thing um to timing that podcasts became popular but but what i what i think is different and why i kind of don't get sometimes i do beat myself up a little bit but sometimes i listen to like people like yourself people like um sonic 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 opal for example and the american ones and i think you know these guys have got so much experience that i could never or, or could in in not now but in years times can't get that experience yet so like so many more stories and so many more uh so much more knowledge and stuff like that which i don't have so mm-hmm. I like I kind of think of my podcast is more kind of like a live journey. Like mine's I'm mine's more opinion based. Like all I'm doing is thinking out loud. But like yeah. if people say what well, what's your podcast, I, I literally like it's me interviewing people or me thinking out loud or me ranting about something. That's all it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas if I listen to to kind of your one, to much more you've got like much more of a knowledge. You get that opinion based, but you've got the experience, the stories, and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I think you wouldn't have if you had to come late to the game in quotations like you say it so i think it swings around about mate if i'm honest i really do think that each of those that's the the second reason why there's no competition to this because they're all completely different and Mm -hmm. they've all got completely different backgrounds and stories that's what makes this so awesome like i love it like the diversity of all this stuff and listen to all these different podcasts is phenomenal it's absolutely phenomenal and I think, you know, I mean, I, I set myself a challenge really, really early on. And, and again, this is with guidance from, from people that I was, I was working with. But, you know, it, it's, it's got to, the, the content has got to be of, of value, you know. And if you're, and if you're, if you're starting to, if, you know, if, you, if, you, if at the end of it, you know, that, that there wasn't any value, then people aren't going to listen to it. Mm. And, and, but that value comes in so many different ways. And I think that's what you're, that's what you're saying there, you know. You know, listening, listening to listening to your journey, I and mean, I love it. I, I love, I just love what you're saying, and I love the way you put it over. You know, listening to your listening to your journey and that, and where you're going with things, it's it's really it's really important. I mean, with this with this Irish, um, this this this, I've had a, a young guy um, who's, who's who's asked me to to help him, and, and he's a, he's an associate um, member. And, you know, and, and we are this week, I mean, it was only, it was only on Thursday, I think it was last week, he, um, he re- requested some, you know, to, so, so, so I don't actually know exactly what areas he wants some help with, but I'm going to do everything I can, you well, know, to, 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 to make, make him successful, you know, well, and that's, and that's, you know, but I've got a guy, a guy up in Cum, uh, Cumbria, 
who's who's helping me and again we've just had the initial because because there's things you know i've i've worked i've worked with a lot of small industries in the last um in the last sort of eight or nine years and and so i you know i i want to you know i when i'm out with um with with um jonathan dempsey you know he's Mm. he's he's got such a broad Mm. view on 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 you know on risk you know and it's it's and it was really fascinating really fascinating listening to him because he comes from he actually doesn't come from a health and safety background he comes from an environmental background doesn't he yeah. he's got this he's got this really really broad approach to risk and that, and i thought he's I quite really, imaginative as well isn't he like with with his ideas and stuff i like exactly, that yeah, you know and, and and i you know i just i want to i want to I want to learn a bit more about that, and so, you know, so I've I've, I've got got in with this uh, um, with this guy who's, who's in the nuclear industry up in up in Cumbria, wow. and um, you know, and I'm I'm really looking forward just to seeing you know because they they they're going to be they're going to be managing risk in a in a different way to to what I'm used to, and mm-hmm. so I just really I'm really interested to in seeing how they do that. You know, I love I love that like you've I love that you've you've kind of put your you tell your olive branch out there to kind of say that, Hey, I want to be a mentor. Um, but at the same time said, oh, I also need a mentor. Like I find in our industry and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from experiences with people and, and a personal opinion, and I'm not tarring everybody with the same brush. However, I do find that our industry of safety professionals is quite an arrogant industry. Um, and you know, if, if I'm a mentor, I'm, I'm not a mentee. Do you know what I mean? That kind of mentality. So I love that. I, I just love that about you that you've, you've gone, do you know what? I really want to be a mentor and help people. Um, but at the same time, I've acknowledged that I've got room to grow as well. And I'm not like, well, I'm 50 and I've got all this experience and I, I don't need to be told what to do kind of thing. It's like, I've got room to grow. I love that. I think that's great. Well, and again, you know, listening, you know, just listening to listening to podcasts, and you've mentioned you've mentioned Todd Conklin, um, you know, a number of times uh, today. But I've been listening to Todd's podcast now since since about September last year, mm. and, and and I just, um, you know, this this whole there's the, again there's a, there's a there's there is a there's a bit of a battle going on in the industry and you know, about this safety differently, and you know, mm. you know what's going on with that. And we yes. don't necessarily talk about that now, but 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 for me, what it did for me is is it just made me think a little bit differently about mm. what I was saying. And, 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 and I can remember, you know, when I, I worked for a large, a large quarry organization and, and I had a, had a senior role in there and, um, and I can remember almost preaching the accident triangle. You know, I remember, I remember doing it and, and it had an impact. It definitely had an impact, but it was only going to go so far. It was only going to, it was only ever going to take the business so far. And just um, you know, just listening to the different people's views, even though it may not be that different to how good health and safety professionals have done stuff over the time, it's repacking them. Health and safety is like chocolate biscuits. Repackage it up. You know what I mean? You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It, it's you know, it it, it 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 may all taste the same, but put a different packaging around it. It maybe it'll engage with somebody a little bit differently. And um, you know, and I just love that. I just love that. And I love listening to him. You know, and just the way that they're talking. But but you know, it's. You know, we've all got we've all got a name, haven't we? Of where we want to try and go with things. So. I really like how uh, the thing is what I find. I haven't listened to as many like as, for as long as you uh, for Todd's stuff. Is I'm kind as much as Todd's massive in the game. Uh, I wasn't massively aware of his podcast, and I stumbled across it. And uh, anyway, and um, the reason why I keep talking about it is because I was listening to him this morning and have like a couple of times over the last few days, so he's quite fresh in my mind. But he's 
he seems to have swallowed the arrogance from what I've listened and, you know, fair play. Somebody said, Oh, I've listened to all 500 and some bit podcasts and he's, he's full of himself and fine. That's whatever. Um, but I just seen he seemed to, you've got that really academic side that he's got that really kind of knowledgeable academic side, but he's just so relaxed and very good at communicating across is what I like about him. Um, it's interesting because I'm quite passionate about like, I, I read a little like a, a bit. I try to read as much as I can, but I really struggle to read like academic papers. And yeah. if you know, if you get a LinkedIn post or a blog or something like, if it's longer than one page, like my brain switches off. And mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm talking to, I think I was talking to JD. I can't remember. I might have been talking to someone else. And they were saying, oh, I do about a mentor and stuff like that. And I said, I think a mentoring would work for me. I said, but my biggest mentor is like fictional stories and films and series and stuff like that. Because, and I did a podcast on this. I think I called it the moral of the story. But when you were at school and you would read a book and they would say, what's the moral of the story? So what did you learn from that fictional story? Like, we never talk about that anymore, but like mm. all the time, like I watch like me and the wife, I, I, I quite like sharp, you know, the old one with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Sean Bean with, uh, him yeah. in it really old mm. show. I watch that. Mm. And there's so many examples of like leadership in it. The things mm. that I hear and read in LinkedIn posts, et cetera, all day that they were doing in this TV show back in like early nineties or whatever it was. I don't know. And it's like, this stuff's been there for years. Like, yeah. And you can see it in films, you see it in Game of Thrones, you can see it in, in Breaking Bad, examples of science and leadership and risk management, etc. You, you can watch a military film and see a risk assessment right in front of your face. But yet, mm-hmm. because you do, you're thinking in the confined kind of, the confines of a film, of a military film, you're not thinking, or oh, that relates to leadership, or that relates to how I run my business, or that relates to health and safety. But actually, mm-hmm. it, it so does in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of learn a lot through that's kind of my method. I don't know. It's a bit weird, but um, I, I really like that. You know, and you, you know, when you talk about leadership and, you know, I mean, you know, for, for me, you know, communication and, you know, and this is mm. another reason why I like the podcast because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great tool for communicating. And, and that's just so fundamental. And I think, you know, when you listen to, when you listen to, to um, Todd Conklin, you know, a lot of people like that, you know, there's actually, you know, if you go back and listen to his episode, there's a lot of repetition. There's a hell of a lot of repetition. But again, don't be frightened of that because if the message is right, then what's wrong with saying it again? And you know, a big part of that is just about about how you engage with people right down at the sharp end of the business and talk to them. And 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 I think one of the things, you know, I used to I used to look at rules in the workplace completely differently to how I do now. And you know where I, I used to see I used to see rules as something that people had to comply with. I now I now look at them as a, as a fantastic starting point of if a, if you've made a rule about something, then it's obviously really important. So let's make that a really good starting point of, of seeing well how do we actually manage the, the the activities based around this particular rule. And that that mindset has come about from listening to people like Todd Conklin, you know, and, and about you know how he does it. And so I feel that I offer a much, much better service to my clients by challenging them in that way than I would have done doing the, doing the things that I've done for the last 15 years. Mm. You know, so it's, it's always about learning, mate. I, I think you're right about communication, piece. I think I think communication is probably one of my biggest passions within our day job as safety professionals of how we communicate what we do. Like, we're so uh, b- binary in how we communicate, like, right, 
we're going to be, oh, I'm going to send an email to this leader, that leader will send it to their manager, that manager will send it down. Or oh, oh, think outside the box, maybe we could do a training session or a toolbox talk. And it's like, that's all we've got. That, that's our toolbox. It's those three different ways of communicating. And now you've got like, you know, people die. I, I'm kind of been in a couple of day jobs and been like, why don't we have an internal podcast? Why don't we do internal videos? Why don't we do, you know, so many things. You could just have a phone conversation. You know, I always say to safety professionals, you know, or do you do training? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, I deliver like two training sessions. No, do you do training like every single day? Every mm. conversation you have is a coaching session or training yeah. session. Is a way to mm. communicate something. Mm. Um, podcasts like we do, and then the, the the manner in which you do that is different for every person. So we talk about it all the time. It's like you see it on job descriptions, like you've got to be able to communicate with the board and communicate with the workforce. Like they're two completely different groups of people. No, Mm. they're not, are they? Like the workforce, that person on the board used to be the picker and packer on the shop floor. Like, Mm. like don't be, don't be so rude that like someone in a, in a warehouse can never stay, you know, become a board member that they're this breed of people. Like it's different groups of people like personality types or genetics or whatever, you know, throughout the business. And that's what I like about the podcast and stuff is that there's a certain group of people that like the way I talk, you know, common as muck, unbelievably relaxed, swears too much. You know, people want that. And there's some people don't want, they want quite professional, um, no swearing. They want to go to listen to Richard, for example. You know, yeah. they want someone who's much more academic. They want to go listen to the Safety FM show. They want yeah. someone who's got a voice that will practically put you to sleep. Then Colin's <laughs> podcast is the one because it's just so damn soothing. That you're like, oh. And I don't mean put you to sleep because the content's boring, because it's not. I mean because you've got such a beautiful voice. Um, but on that note, as much as I could speak to you forever, I'm, I'm like two minutes due overdue a call. So I'm nah, going to have to go, mate. Um, no, no, I really appreciate the time. I really appreciate the time. So, uh, you know, what, we, what we'll do is, um, you know, let's, um, you know, let's, uh, let's get together when we, uh, you know, when we, when we get a chance to actually do something face-to-face and we can have a really good, uh, have a really good chat about stuff. Yeah, definitely. Right, I really need to go. Sorry, mate. See you soon. Catch you later. Have a good day. Bye-bye. James, thank you so much for taking time to have a chat with me today. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, loads of great content. I think we we covered we covered many many different uh, aspects. Um, I love I love the fact that it's how important it is to you as well to give uh, to give stuff back to 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 industry and to health and safety professionals. The more modern ways of uh, of engaging with people. Um, you know you've got a great future ahead of you, and I really wish you all the best. And uh, and people, you know, if you're if listening to this on the interest in health and safety podcast then please check out rebranding safety because um, there's some really great uh, messages that are on there too thank you very much speak to you again soon bye-bye thanks for listening to the interest in health and safety podcast you can follow and engage on facebook and linkedin by searching the interesting health and safety community or go to www.influentialmg.com and remember let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business